Welcome back to the Nullified Take, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water. What a week it has been, um, and this is a very special top five episode that I am going to look at the top five and tell you who I'm thinking these players are the players to look out for for the rest of the game. Uh, we did have our podcast, which we finished earlier today. I had a little bit of computer issues there, so I thought, what a better way to just jump in here and talk about the top five because we were cut short towards the end of that podcast. Um, and if you guys like this format, you want to see a little bit more of the shorter form formats where I just talk about top fives or different moments that happen on the show let me know leave a like on it that's how you know you like this content and you like it in this format um, and leave a comment at the bottom to let me know who's your top five who do you think is playing the best game at this point on australian survivor blood versus water now this week uh, in my fifth place i had kj for the first time she wasn't in my top five last week um, and the reason that i put kj in there is because we finally got to see kj play this game prior to that sophie has been pretty dominant i do believe she's still in the top two or top three of confessional uh per people this season as well but kj came to light here this week and she came forward uh trying to defend her sister her sister got voted out and outplayed in her blood tribe joined her in the water tribe and kj had a lot of work to do because sophie came in there with a vendetta against some of the players um, who are family members of those that voted her out in the blood tribe that put kj in a very awkward position because she's just became friends with these people she's made her own bonds and she's worked her way into an alliance that she's trying to stay loyal to but her sister has got other plans which is to get revenge um, and i can only imagine how difficult it would be if you were to play this game with a brother or a sister they get done wrong in the game i mean this is your blood outside of the game it's someone that you care for deeply you would instinctively want to have their back in the game but in a a game such as survivor it's such a delicate tightrope because this person could cost you your game they could cost you your dream of winning half a million dollars so hats off to kj for um confiding in her tribe mates really explaining the difficult situations she is in um, and i do think that she got a little bit of sympathy from others within her tribe um, and she played that correctly now, the real reason that I'm putting KJ in my top five this week is the fact that she actually managed to move the target from Sophie to Khan this episode or in this week, which to me was absolutely crazy to see. I know Khan is a massive threat. Um, I had Khan in my top three, I think at third place last week. It doesn't feature this week. Um, and the reason that um, I have to give her credit is because everybody in the blood tribe wanted Sophie's head on a stake and she he managed to get people to look at Khan and say, hey, this is the best opportunity to get rid of a really big player in this game, someone who's not going to see it coming. He's comfortable thinking that Sophie is the easy target um, and he doesn't want to play his idol. So what better way to try and flush an idol if you can? So KJ being able to move that target away from his sister makes her my fifth pick for this week. Number four this week is going to be Nina. Um, I have been impressed by Nina. She was a bit higher in third place last week. Um, Khan was second, so I think I might have mixed that up earlier. Um, but she did, again, a good job this week. She got fourth place for me because she continues to ingratiate herself with her tribe mates. Uh, they seem to really have her back. She's doing extremely well in the challenges. Um, she's able to win quite a lot of those. Granted, a lot of those she is going up against Sandra, who's not really known to be a beast 
face their challenges, but still Sandra has got experience on her. She's done all of these things before. So for her to be able to consistently beat her mother is a pretty good thing. And also we had one of the funniest moments this week um, with Nina and Sandra going up against each other in the sumo wrestling where, uh, you know, Sandra said, I'm not buying her anything for Christmas. I'm not buying her anything for her wedding. Um, and her tribe mates backed her up saying it won't matter. She's going to win the half million dollars. So because of that, it does look like Nina really has um, gotten the, the support of her tribe mates. And the fact that she's an American playing an Australian game does not seem to be too big of an issue from what I can see. Um, I think Nina's playing a good game. I think she's got the same strategic head on her shoulders as her mother. Um, and I think that if they leave her too long in the game with her right-hand person and Mark, um, who she seems to have a really good relationship with, I think she can do damage deep into this game, especially because she is no slouch at the physical challenges. Now, third place this week and making an appearance on my top five for the first time is going to be Sam. Sam gets three points from me this week. The fifth is one point. Fourth place gets two. Third place gets three. And then so, so on and so forth. Second four. And then first place will get five points. Um, Sam gets three points here from me this week. And in third place, because we started seeing a little bit more of Sam's strategical game in this week. You know, uh, a good example of that was when they won the reward and they had Shay come over to visit Ben, I believe, in the Blood Tribe. She said, hey, I'm going to live my whole life with Mark. I don't need to see him right now. He needs to take care of business in his tribe. I don't want to put him at a disadvantage and move him away from his tribe because that could be strategically suicidal for him to be able to move away and they could you know have strategic discussions and basically vote him out of the game so uh very very smart pickup there by sam um and it shows that she's learned in this game um and that she's playing a different game compared to what we saw the first time around when she played but more so importantly why i've got sam this high is because she had a really good relationship with Sophie, obviously, that developed early in this game. And it does show that Sophie feels the most betrayed by Sam, which could definitely be a big risk or a big threat to her later on in the game if they do get swapped onto the same tribe. And if the numbers don't fall in Sam's favor, she could go home. So I could see her being on that cutting edge of being... Um, a potential winner pick this season or someone that could potentially go home very soon. So um, that's why she's kind of bam smack in the middle of my top five um, of players at this stage. The thing with her is that she noticed that Sophie was closer to the Alpha Alliance than herself. She had only Jesse on her side and she was probably on the outer alliance or the outer group within that alliance. And that wasn't a spot that Sam wanted to be in. She wanted to take control of her own fate in the game. Um, and what she did was she teamed up with Sandra and with Amy, Jay, and Dave here to take out Sophie ultimately. And it was a smart move because at the end of the day, it does give her more control being in that middle pocket with Sam and Michelle um, and herself and Jesse because there's three alliances on both sides that really need them. And I think that that's a good spot that she chose for herself. And clearly it showed that she was very well insulated and never in real danger of going home. 
Also, another really A-plus move by Sam this week was not to let Sandra know. She was the vote to vote Sandra um, and let Dave take the, the hit or the blame alone for that. Um, very smart move by Sam not to own up to that um, because, as we know, if you come for Sandra, she's going to get a clause out and she's going to try and get you out of the game, which leads me to the player that I'm going to put in second spot this week. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of people that are surprised by this, maybe not so surprised, she is the lead confessional person this season. She's basically carrying the season on her back at this point with, I think, double the amount of confessionals compared to anybody else on the show. It's Sandra, the queen of Survivor. Now, Sandra was my number five pick last week because I said, hey, just by surviving the first vote, you deserve to get at least a point in the top five because you should be the first player voted out. I probably would have been similar to Dave in week one and would have said, hey, you got to get rid of this woman. She knows how to play this game. But Sandra has found herself to be in a very good position in this game currently. She's got that middle pocket similar to Sam. Uh, she's got all these different factions forming that are starting to gun after each other while she's sitting in the middle and controlling the strings. Yes, she's had some votes come her way. Yes, she's always going to be in the conversation as someone that could potentially be voted out. But she's done a really good job of painting a bigger target on someone like a Dave, um, end up painting a really big target on Amy when Michelle came to her freely with information telling her that um, you know Amy has got an idol. It shows the kind of power and control that Sandra has in that, in that game at the moment, in that team even, uh, where people want to come and give her that kind of information they they nearly sent her to get an idol in the previous episode where they finally told dave to go and get the reward for them it was absolutely ludicrous to see that you would want to give someone the opportunity to go to a reward on their own when you know there's probably going to be some sort of an advantage but i know we're talking about this week um sandra really being in control of that vote to get rid of Sophie. She wants to be close to the alphas. She says she's always played with the alphas. We see her use the alphas this specific week to ultimately go against that faction of Amy, Jay, and also Dave. She does it to extremely good effect. Um, when they start finding out that Amy's got an idol, Jordan runs and tries to give Amy a, a little bit of insight. I wonder how that's going to work out for Jordan. I've bit fearful for his game at this stage um, because Amy really didn't protect him at all. She was telling people, hey, Jordan's the person who gave me the inside tip. Um, so I think he may be in danger, uh, especially if Sandra fans out about the whole situation. Um, but she did take a lot of control this week. I felt like a little bit more control even than Sam. Uh, maybe it's the edit that showed it that way, but her experience is coming in very valuable. People are learning from her. They're basically saying what she's saying in tribal council about never telling anyone about the idol, which by the way, is something I've said for a very long time. And sometimes on podcasts, I've been told, no, you share that information. I think if you get an idol, hide it. Don't tell anyone. You become a massive target in the game. But she's my number two pick. Now, who is the number one pick for this week? The person I think is playing the best game for a second week in a row and someone that's starting to take a little bit of, a, a, I guess, a point um, lead when it comes to the total combined points after week two. It's going to be Mark, and I'm going to give him the full five points this week as the best player still in the game. Uh, I haven't seen anything to convince me that Mark's not winning this season at the moment. I know that Australian Survivor hasn't made him the top confessional person, 
They've consistently given him confessionals throughout the season, but he's not your George or your Haley this season that is right at the top where you can just say they're kind of like Sandra this this uh, season. They're just the main person. But the thing with Mark is that he is kind of this non assuming quiet leader someone that sits back doesn't really want to be too aggressive in his approach but people are going to him in any case to ask for permission on things great example of it is when alex got his back hurt and that alex asked to be sent home jlp ultimately gave them the option um, for him to go home but when they asked mark when the tribe was looking at mark saying hey should we go in this direction Mark said, no, let's not do that. Let's still vote for who we wanted to vote for. And I believe they were going to go that way. I believe Khan's days were numbered at that point. Um, But it shows that he's the person that people are wanting to get approval from, wanting to make sure that he's in a plan with them. You know, he's given people information in regards to him being close to Khan, but using that for for his benefit. People don't seem to question that. They don't seem to say, oh, Mark's not trustworthy because he had an alliance with Khan and he's being upfront about it because that kind of information probably will come out at some point so better to be ahead of it if you're starting to turn against khan and if you know that khan doesn't have that allegiance or foothold within the tribe and then more so importantly he's noticed that khan is a very big social threat and that he disarms people with his with his humor at camp and that that's a threat to mark's own position in the game because this is someone that people may want to follow so he's trying to take out other strong players ahead of him um i'm also very impressed by the fact that you know when it comes to the physical challenges he's a beast i mean he beat uh, a rugby league star in a physical altercation croc and um mark going up against each other that to me was really um entertaining to watch and i think he's going to be a threat long term not just strategically not just with his social game and the fact that people want to work with him but physically he could beast out and win a lot of challenges when it comes to the end game here uh, i really think people are sleeping on mark and i'm very surprised no one has mentioned his name at this point as someone that they need to get rid of basically guys that's my top five players currently in this season after week two who's your top five who do you agree or disagree with who have i missed out on um and let me know in the comments if you'd like to see more of this content short maybe 15 minute videos of me talking about who i think is playing the best game at this stage if you guys like this kind of content i might even do more little snippets of different things uh, about the show and um i kind of did it this week because we had some issues on the podcast but uh like i said i might want to do this in the future i've had fun talking about this for about 15 minutes catch you next time and please sure to subscribe see you later bye